0: The Hoosiers have a winnable game uh, for the first time in quite a while on Saturday as they take on Maryland. We're going to preview the Terrapins, take a look at how their season has gone, where they have found success, where they struggle, and the chances that IU has against them perhaps heading into Saturday's game uh, on today's episode. (laughs) You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is a Wednesday, no, excuse me, Thursday, October 28th. I'm recording this on Wednesday, but it is Thursday, October 28th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, as always, your daily source for IU Athletics News. And your first listen every day, which we thank you guys for. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms, as especially on YouTube, uh, where we are just at Locked on Hoosiers, trying to grow the audience over there as much as we've grown it here. So uh, if you can, head on over there and subscribe. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. And as I said to start, we're going to preview Maryland this week and uh, what the Hoosiers have in store against the Terrapins, who um, started out strong, have struggled of late, kind of a uh, formula they use often. Uh, as always, you guys can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. You can follow us on Instagram at Locked On Hoosiers. You can also subscribe wherever you guys listen to your podcast. Let's jump into it, though. Let's look at these terrapins who come into Saturday's game uh, four and three overall, but just one in three in Big Ten play, and that's going to be a tale uh, when we look at this. This is uh, it's a reoccurring theme because this is a tale of of kind of two halves to the season so far. Uh, through their first seven games, they. Started off with a pretty soft schedule, a lot of non-conference games, as well as Illinois as their only conference opponent through the first four games. Last three games, the competition has picked up and they've looked like a much different team. So we're going to kind of uh, see reoccurring trends throughout about how this team has played against softer competition and then the type of competition Indiana has played against. But they are certainly an offense-first team. They are fifth in the Big Ten in yards uh, offensively. They are uh, third in passing yards. Obviously, they have Talia Tagovailoa. I hope I pronounced that right. I was practicing. Uh, Talia is what we're going to call him, though. I'm not going to try to keep pronouncing that last name. They have Talia, though, brother of Tua. Uh, from Alabama and in the NFL now. Um, he's led that passing attack that is third in the Big Ten overall. The, the thing is, they have Maryland has 2,900 yards um, of offense this season. 1,100 of those yards, exactly 1,100. They have a little over 2,900 yards, but 1,100 of those yards came against Howard and Kent State. One is not an FBS school, and the other is akin to a Western Kentucky or something of that nature. Certainly not as good as Western Kentucky is this year. So over a third of their yards came in those two games. That was a part of that soft start to the season. The defense, though, uh, is shaky. Uh, Despite having that easy schedule, uh, the Terrapins rank 11th out of 12 in total yards, 11th out of 12 in rushing yards allowed, and 12th out of 12 in passing yards allowed. Um, They are out of 14. I'm sorry. I can't keep track of how many schools are in the Big Ten. Those were all out of 14 Big Ten teams, obviously. But they're 11th, 11th, and 12th. So this is not a good defense. Uh, The two, IU and Maryland, have only played uh, two similar opponents. Uh, Maryland lost 51-14 to to Iowa who IU opened the season with, obviously. And the Terrapins got spanked by Ohio State, similar to um, Indiana. Maryland lost 66-17. to 17. As we saw with uh, IU, Maryland can certainly, um, or Ohio State can certainly take the foot off the gas. So they could have had 66 points against us. Uh, but the, uh, the Terrapins put up a little bit more of a fight, they had a little bit more offense, but that was about it. It's a tale of two seasons, as I said, though. They cruised through a soft schedule to start the season that included those Howard and Kent State games, as well as a game against uh, Illinois and West Virginia. They started off the season beating West Virginia, uh, beat Howard 62 to nothing. Beat Illinois 20 to 17 and beat Kent State 37 to 16 to start off 4 0. They have lost their last three games by double digits to Iowa, Ohio State, and Minnesota since. Uh, the Terps have yet to score more than 20 points against a power five team since beating West Virginia 30 to 24 as well. They scored exactly 20 points against Illinois and that win that. I don't think Illinois is any good, but they won in nine overtimes against Penn State, so who's to say? Uh, and then they've scored 14, 17, and 16 in their last three games. So it's uh, it's an offense that, while the numbers are look impressive as you dive into them, uh, they, they aren't as great. Uh, we can look into the offense specifically. Uh, before that, though, Listen, there's just some things that aren't fun to talk about. They're a little embarrassing to talk about. Sweating is one of them. Um, Sweat block antiperspirant wipes, though. I can't recommend enough for you guys. I'm someone that sweats a lot. I make the simplest task look difficult as can be. Sweat block, though, tried them out, and they work. It's an antiperspirant wipe. That will block sweating for uh, up to seven days. Um, They are doctor created, doctor recommended. It's a really simple use. You just apply it before you go to bed at night, wake up the next morning, shower, and you're set for up to seven days, as we said. Uh, They are not too good to be true. That's what I kind of thought. We've heard from multiple people about using them. We heard from a soccer player who like me was one of those players who just sweat up everything and was always the wettest guy after practice and games, just soaking wet. Uh, So he thought he'd give sweat block a shot, tried it on his pits next day at at practice. They were completely dry while everything else was wet. Uh, He says he didn't have to reapply for nine days. Now he's a true believer. So, these are real stories. They're, they're actual people who've actually used it. And if you guys want to take a shot, see how it works for you, uh, just head on over to sweatblock.com, use promo code LOCKED ON to get 20% off. That is sweatblock.com, 20% off with promo code LOCKED ON. Something I do not have to sell to you guys is McDonald's, uh, who also are a sponsor today. Uh, This episode of Locked On Hoosiers is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing that there'll be Wi-Fi there. I've used their Wi-Fi for many various reasons um, throughout the years, especially as a journalist. Uh, You always know McDonald's is going to have Wi-Fi. Um, It's always my go-to late-night meal or late-night snack as well. Whenever I'm uh, getting the munchies late at night, I know there's a McDonald's close by. Uh, Come in clutch, whether it's a McChicken or fries, apple pie, whatever it is, whatever I'm craving that night, I know I can always count on McDonald's. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's uh, for always being there for us. There's nothing better than long road trip, taking a stop at McDonald's. And those apple pies are clutch. Uh, Those are my personal favorite. So head to your local McDonald's and refuel and reconnect. Uh, I'm loving it. What else the Hoosiers should be loving uh, heading into this game, is the downward trend the Terrapins have been on offensively. Uh, obviously, as we said, they have Talia Tagovailoa. I tried it again. I think I got it at that time. Who is kind of a microcosm of the tale of two seasons the Terrapins have had. Through the first four weeks, he threw for 1,360 yards, 10 touchdowns to one interception. We told you who those four teams were. Uh, Not a particularly tough schedule. The last three weeks, though, he's thrown for 605 yards, only five touchdowns to seven interceptions. Obviously, he had that nightmare game against Ohio State where he threw for um, five interceptions. I believe it was not Ohio State. Um, He had the game where he threw, yeah, it was Iowa, excuse me, Uh, through five interceptions as iowa just destroyed them similar to what they did against iu to start the season so he is turnover prone which could be nice for a hoosier defense that in the past has been one to get takeaways but has struggled to do so this season so it could be a way to jump start um, the hoosiers with uh, the potential to get some turnovers Uh, Now, to the defense of the Maryland offense and Tagovailoa, uh, they have lost their top two receivers this year, uh, Jayshon Jones and Dante Demas. Uh, Anytime you lose your top two receivers, it makes things difficult. The Hoosiers obviously have some experience in that, losing DJ Matthews, who at the time was IU's top receiver. I would imagine he would have kind of slotted in as their Second option uh, behind Fry Fogle, but it, it's it's really hampered. I use offense, so imagine losing both Fry Fogle and EJ Matthews. Um, and I will avoid the obvious jokes about how much Fry Fogle has struggled this year, regardless. But uh, it's really set back their offense. Uh, now they, it, it's it's uncertain who their next uh, best receiver is. Could be Marcus Fleming, who ha- led the team. Against Minnesota, five receptions for sixty-two yards. Um, Raheem Jarrett had twenty-six rese- or has twenty-six receptions for three hundred seventy-five yards and five touchdowns this season. Um, there's a couple different guys that could step up, but that kind of shows a little bit of why this passing game has struggled. Uh, obviously, losing talent like that makes things difficult. They also have struggled mightily all season long running the ball, and it has progressively, again, gotten worse as the season has went. Uh, They didn't struggle through the first two or three weeks uh, with the run game. They ran for 227 yards against Howard. They had 574 yards total in that game. Um, But it's, it's definitely been on a downward trend since then. They have seven ball carriers with at least 10 rushes um and it's it was similar to how iu was kind of shaping up obviously iu's lost its depth but it's a lot of by committee stuff but only behind tavon fleet davis who is kind of the clear number one option 63 carries 359 yards five touchdowns 5.7 yards uh, per carry also is a threat in the passing game he has 18 receptions 145 yards and a touchdown so He's over 500 uh, yards from scrimmage through seven games this season. Uh, averages a little over 60 yards per touch. So he's someone that is certainly going to be a part of this offense for the Terrapins, be a focal point. But when it comes to the run game after that, again, there's a lot of uncertainty. Nobody else has really stepped up. Tagovailoa has 35 rushes for six yards. A lot of those, I'd imagine, are sacks and whatnot. Uh, Isaiah Jacobs has 28 carries for 116 yards. Uh, Penny Boone has 27 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown. So there's a lot of different names that have been in the mix, and but the result has been the same that they haven't really produced. And when you look at the numbers, the last three weeks, they failed to reach over 100 yards rushing. 97 yards against Iowa, 56 against Ohio State, 79 against Minnesota. So if there's a team that understands what it's like to have a run game that struggles, uh, it'd be the Hoosiers, and that is what Maryland has. But not even the Hoosiers have struggled that much. They ran for 134 yards against Michigan State, uh, even if they struggled against Penn State and Iowa. So uh, this is a Maryland offense again. Just looking at the raw numbers across the season, you're going to say, wow, that is a really dangerous offense. But uh, really, as you see this team um, against some top Big Ten competition, it's not nearly as daunting. Uh, I was surprised by some of those numbers as I dug into them previewing this uh, this game and made me feel a little bit more optimistic about what the Hoosiers could possibly do. I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're going to talk about the defense here in just a second. And when we're done with that, make sure your second listen is Locked On Colts. They have a divisional showdown with the Titans on Sunday. Head on over there, get caught up and previewed ahead of that game as they look to kind of right the ship, uh, make it one last charge potentially in the AFC Uh Before we jump to the defense, let's talk about Rock Auto, one of our uh, favorites over here. Whether you guys have a Ford or a Fiat, these guys have everything you need. Uh, Why go to your local auto parts store and wait in line just so the guy behind the counter can tell you they don't have the part available after looking on their computer forever and just telling you they're going to have to order it anyway? skip that whole process, head to rockauto.com, order the part for yourself. Saves you time, saves you the money on the markup, saves you the 30, 50, 100% that they uh, uh, mark up at the auto parts store. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Um, Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you guys need, whether it's Tail lights, whether it's motor oil or maybe it's just new carpet for your uh, for your car your truck your SUV whatever it is you need more new floor mats they have you guys covered as well head on over to rockauto.com right now see all the parts they have available for your car uh, right locked on in there how did you hear about a section so that they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com if you're feeling optimistic about what i've been saying about maryland you want to head on over to bet online uh, lay down some money on this game they're your number one spot for basketball and football action this season the line hasn't changed since we talked about it on wednesday's episode it is still minus six for maryland i think the over under actually moved up a point i talked about yesterday that i would uh, still target the under on that. I just don't have a lot of faith in the Hoosiers' offense, and I do have faith in their defense. Uh, the more I looked up Maryland's offense, the more I thought of taking that under was the right call. If you guys are interested, head on over there today, sign up, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just for using promo code Locked On. That's free money that they are trying to give you guys, whether it's NBA basketball, whether it is football, baseball with the world series going on, whatever it is, these guys have you covered with all sorts of amazing offers. Bet online's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. I want to give a shout out to Trace Jackson Davis who was named to the preseason All Big 10 team on Wednesday. Not a shock. Uh, this was the one Voted on by the coaches, I believe. Uh, we talked about the media one uh, earlier this fall, a couple weeks ago. But there was a 10-man preseason All-Big Ten team. Five players were unanimous selections. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis was one of those. Your your obvious names joined him. Kofi Coburn was the preseason player of the year. He was unanimous. Hunter Dickinson EJ Liddell and Jaden Ivey all were unanimous. Uh, TJD was the only one who was featured for IU. Also not surprising, but shout out to him. Let's look at this Maryland defense, which could potentially offer up some some positives to IU if their offense is, is capable of taking advantage of them. It's a banged-up defense. Uh, It's one that is banged up, particularly in the secondary. They have had a lot of injuries back there. But if there was an area the Hoosiers maybe could least take advantage of right now, I would imagine it is a secondary that's banged up uh, with Donovan McCauley probably likely to start. It's really kind of up in the air. We talked about it on Monday and Tuesday's podcast. Um, McCauley would who I'd put my money on right now, Jack Tuttle's technically week to week and could play. Grant Grimmel took some first team snaps last week. There was the idea that he was going to play passing downs when McCauley plays running downs. But, uh, if I were a betting man, I'd say right now, McCauley's going to get the hand or the most snaps. Um, so he, he could potentially take advantage of a weekend secondary. Um, Only Indiana this season has allowed more points than Maryland, and that comes despite the schedules that we've talked about. The Hoosiers obviously have one of the toughest schedules in the nation. Maryland had that soft start to the season and yet still have allowed more points. I would say both figures for the Hoosiers and the Terrapins have been... um, <laughs> increased by their Ohio State games but that's the nature both teams played Ohio State both teams got blown out even across the rest of the games the terrapins certainly are giving up more points per game nick cross is is the name that i assume or i think will be heard from a lot on saturday he leads the terrapins in tackles he also uh is tied for the team lead in interceptions Maryland only has four interceptions on the year. He has half of them. Jacorian Bennett has the other two. Uh, But I'd imagine Nick Cross is going to be a name that is going to be mentioned quite a lot. Jordan Mosley is right behind him in tackles. Um, It's not a defensive line that is their their average, I would say. Um, They have 19 sacks on the year. For comparison's sake, the Hoosiers have 10. That was a Hoosier defensive line that had success early and has kind of fallen to the wayside late, but uh, that gives you a sense they they're decent at getting to the quarterback. but again, those numbers are going to be inflated for your performances against your Howards, against your Kent states, um even against Illinois, who is one of the lesser teams in the big ten. So a lot of these are compare the statistics with the Illinois schedule and compare them with IU schedule and, uh, I would say that they're a little bit closer. They also, as I said with the interceptions, lowest average takeaways per game. They average one takeaway per game. Now that is just behind the Hoosiers, who are second to last. Um, I use really struggled taking the ball away this season. Uh, it's been something that Tom Allen's defenses have been known for. Uh, It's not what they've been known for this season, so um, maybe we talked about uh, Talia's turnover um, problems at times this season. Maybe it's an area the Hoosiers can take advantage of, but when it comes offensively, that could be a a bright spot uh, that the Terrapins typically don't get turnovers or takeaways considering the fact there's a good chance we have a true freshman quarterback out on the field, so Um, this is kind of a a frustrating game to look at because if we had a healthy Jack Tuttle for this game, I would be very confident in the Hoosiers winning. This is a type of game I think a, a QB like Tuttle who's a bit more of a game manager, like we said. I think this is a game the Hoosiers could win with him. Without him, which I presume we will be, it's a lot more up in the air. Looking at the the stats and and the trends and whatnot minus six might be a little bit too much but honestly again i've said it a couple times this week until i use offense shows me something i just can't buy into it with them so if they come out first drive second drive put a put a long drive together or get points get a touchdown on the board i'm gonna i'm gonna feel pretty good about this game but until that happens, until they can prove that they can put a sustainable drive together with Jack Tuttle not out there, uh, because last time we saw them in the rain against a, a first-string defense, they were falling over each other. They were dropping snaps. Um, it was a nightmare. So they have a lot of um, goodwill they need to build back up. And until they do that, I'm going to be hard-pressed to have faith in them but I still think that minus six is a little bit too much. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a pretty close game on Saturday. We'll we'll dive into a little bit more of that uh, in Friday's episode. As we always do, we'll get you all the point spreads, all the information on this series between the two teams, talk about some matchups to watch and things of that nature. Uh, this should be... A fun game. It's going to be a turning point, obviously, for uh, the Hoosiers, either positively, positively or negatively. Either they win this game and the hopes of a bowl game are coming back up, or they lose this game and at that point your season's probably done, and it's going to be a month of uh, frustrating football. So we'll be back on Friday to dive into that, get you guys ready for this game. As always, thanks for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Head on over to Locked on Big Ten now to make them your second listen. Nate Dickinson over there does a terrific job keeping everyone up to date. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave that rating and review so we can make this a conversation. Love to hear feedback from you guys, good or bad. Most importantly, though, have a great Thursday in L.E.O.,